This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Well, I wanted to listen to Terrell Edmonds' rap song, but peeling back the curtain a little bit, I didn't actually listen to it at all today because who really cares about that? I'm not going to waste my time with that. And apparently, it's very dirty. <laughs> 15 and seconds even, in, it's dirty. We could bleep it out, but even then, I don't want to disgrace our Steelers Standard episode no. with that kind of debauchery and nonsense. <laughs> that, that doesn't belong here. It's a great word. So... No, Terrell Edmonds, I will not play a snippet of your rap no, song right now. You don't deserve and it. And now no one's going to hear it. No. Nope. No one at all is going to hear your rap song. And seriously, dude, no one's going to listen to your rap song. And listen, I got to say this, and I'm going to sound like such a boomer right now. And I really Oh, don't here care. we go. Maybe a little less rap videos, maybe a little bit more fulfilling your potential on the football field. There, I said it. I'm sorry. But look, Terrell Edmonds, you're a first round pick. You haven't really lived up to that hype. But to be fair, I don't know if he's as bad as people make him out to be. I, I think there's some redeeming qualities there, and I don't think he's done yet. He's got a lot left in the tank, and he's got a long road ahead of him. But he's got a lot of experience under that belt now, and it's really time for him to take that next step forward in 2021. I think that's something that we said last year, right, that, that Edmonds had to take kind of a, a step forward. And, you know, you said he's got a lot in the tank. I mean, he's only 24 years old. He's younger than I am. Um, so he's got that going for him. But, I mean, when you look at him, you know, you kind of laid it out, is that, yeah, he was a number one pick, and uh, or a first-round pick, I should say, and at the time, I think a lot of people kind of made the assumption that the Steelers reached for him a little bit. But in his defense, and really in the Steelers' defense in that department, when you are drafting 24 and you don't have a, another pick until, you know, in the 50s or even in the 40s, you, you kind of are forced to do that sometimes. You got to remember, a lot of people had that second round grade on. Yeah, yeah Edmonds back right. when the Steelers drafted him in 2018. Uh, and, and and they probably thought, hey, this guy is going to be there in the second round, and maybe we don't like anybody else that's here in the first round, whatever it is. Um, so, you know, sometimes, it, you know, when you're in that position on the draft board, you do kind of have to reach, and I understand that happens all the time. Um, but as you said, too, Edmonds hasn't been as bad as people think that he is. Um, I mean, I know down the stretch last year, he wasn't really good. He he, he looked kind of bad against the Browns in a couple instances, too. Um, but, you know, if he's your weak link, we've made this point a couple times. If he's your weakest link on the defense, that isn't too bad. Um, you could do a lot worse. There's a lot worse defenses that have a lot worse of a weak link. I mean, you look at the Browns last year. They had Andrew Sandejo playing safety for them last year. Yikes. Terrell yeah, Edmonds yeah. is 10 times better than Andrew Sandejo. Um, but he does definitely need to take a step forward. And, and I think you said that perfectly. You know, when you look at it, um, when you look at the Steeler, or when you look at Edmonds's career, um, only three picks in, in three years. And look, I know that safeties don't necessarily always intercept the ball. Like they're more of separators from the ball, but he really doesn't do that either. And that's something that we've been critical of him. Heck, even back to Tom, you and I's uh, Steeler Saturday show three years ago before Jacob was even brought in. Like we <laughs> talked about uh, Terrell Edmonds. Like you need to decide what type of uh, what type of safety you're going to be. Are you going to be a ball hawking safety that bats the ball down and intercepts the ball? Are you going to be a guy that comes over the middle and will clean a guy's clock and, and take him out and separate the ball from him? Or are you going to be just a good tackler, a secure tackler that doesn't let anything behind him? Um, I think that this year in, in particular has to be the year where we know 110% what Terrell Edmonds is and what type of player he is 
because I don't think he's shown either way. Like he's shown good strides in kind of every right. every flashes. stretch, yeah. flashes in every stretch of what I just said. But he's never really done one thing. Um, you know, last year I thought he was the secure tackle guy, and then against Cleveland he misses tackles, and there's mm-hmm. guys running for touchdowns behind him. Mm-hmm. So again, this is going to be a big year for Terrell Edmonds, and you know, I'm not saying that if he plays bad that the Steelers are going to cut him or that he's gone or anything like that. And I don't think that he's, you know, again, I don't think he's a bad NFL player. I think he's a little bit above average. Um, but again, this could be a huge step forward, and then all of a sudden, heck, maybe he's not a an average player. Maybe he takes a step in, in of the direction into a good player. I don't know if he's going to take that stride to the next level because, as you said, Kellen, whatever we've seen out of him, something that's been promising, it's been a quick flash, right? It's never been over a stretch of games where it's been, look at Terrell Edmonds stepping up and becoming a guy who the Steelers are comfortable lining up opposite Mika Fitzpatrick at the safety position. Ever since Mika was brought in last year, it's been Mika Fitzpatrick at the safety position, and then, yes, you can mention Terrell Edmonds if you do feel the need to do so. There hasn't been, as you said, Kellen, any any reason for us to feel promising about the guy because at, at, at the most you're going to see a two-interception game out of him And that's all you're going to see out of his entire career. There's been nothing else that he's done significant. I mean, he had a he had a impactful sack against the Broncos on a fourth and down play that 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 locked up that win for for the Steelers. And that was appreciated, of course. But that wasn't something that we've seen like out of Mike Hilton, who was always managing to get to the quarterback out of the secondary. So, yeah, I mean, it's frustrating because. The year before the Steelers drafted Edmonds, or maybe it was two years before, uh, it was Artie Burns and Sean Davis who were taken in the first two rounds with the Steelers' first two picks to to kind of bolster up the secondary, and they just didn't pan out. And when you went out and got Terrell Edmonds in the first round, as a lot of people said, as a reach, it really doesn't bode well when that player who many people described as a reach hasn't lived up to a potential. Now, I'll say this, I'm much happier with the production we've gotten out of Terrell Edmonds versus the production we got out of Artie Burns and Sean Davis when they were here, but it's a different team, and I think when the two guys were drafted, Artie Burns and Sean Davis, there wasn't the best leadership around. Mike Mitchell was kind of the face of the defense, or at least the face of the secondary, and I don't know about you guys. I was I was never happy when uh, Mike Winchell Mike Mitchell was the Mike Winchell quarterback for the Permian Panthers. <laughs> okay, I was happy with him. <laughs> I mean, Mike Mitchell may be my least favorite Steeler of all time. That that's how much I just <laughs> he might be. The guy. Yeah, I that's hear how you. much. I mean, he was just a bad influence. He he just did not. He celebrated first downs allowed. He celebrated hits to the head that resulted in fifteen yard penalties. It just wasn't the right atmosphere. So maybe Terrell Emmons improvement or maybe you know not not the biggest improvement but whatever improvement you've seen out of the guy could be attributed to better leadership so maybe Artie Burns and Sean Davis just got a bad opportunity with with not the right guys around them but yeah I mean no disagree they just they were just bad. Sean Davis is a backup and Artie Burns shouldn't be in the league anymore Terrell Edmonds he's got all the free or he's got all the freaks he's an athletic freak he's got all the tools maybe he does have all the freaks too for all I know Check out he's that a, music video. He's a <laughs> he's a bigger size safety, and he's got speed. If he can really perfect his tackling in this offseason, 
he could be a really strong compliment to Minka Fitzpatrick because mm-hmm. you can let Minka go do his thing more often, knowing that Terrell Edmonds is just going to clean up any scraps, any garbage that gets through. And he's going to minimize those big plays that you give up as a defense. And when your defense is as good as the Steelers, you minimize those big plays. Yeah. You're going to turn a lot of touchdown drives into just field goals for other teams. And that's what I mean. Like, that's what I meant when I said that, you know, we have to figure out what Edmonds is. And if he's that secure tackle guy and he's more of a, a security blanket that allows, uh, that doesn't allow anything behind him to that, like you said, Tom, that allows Minka to move around. That allows him to be that versatile guy that we've seen him be with it. He's, he's, done time and time again I mean you think about you know times where he's come down and played like where the line the middle linebackers play and he's made plays uh when you have a solid guy behind him um and you have a solid um tackler behind him that allows Minka Fitzpatrick to be the all pro that he is and at a much bigger level than just kind of what we've seen um you know kind of in the latter stages of last year um because the Steelers defense was so beat up um, when you look at Minka, he was just taking kind of a half of a field away, like a side of a field away, and that was really all that he was doing. And he was doing his job, don't get me wrong, because no one wanted to throw at Minka Fitzpatrick because he's an all-pro. But when you have a guy that's secure behind him and nothing gets behind a defense, it allows Minka to be so much more versatile and make so many more plays and to be that impact guy that the Steelers always knew they had when they traded for him. Yeah, absolutely. And listen... Terrell Edmonds is still super young. Yeah, he was 24, 20, man. He was 24, 21 years right? old when they drafted him in 2018, yeah. He wasn't 24 in 2018. He was... No, when they 21. drafted him, he was 21, like I said. Yeah, I thought you said he was 24 Why don't you listen? in 2018. I mean, we're doing a podcast. We're just all throwing out together? numbers. I mean, 24 years old right now, and that's a lot of miles on a 24-year-old's mm-hmm. tires. I mean, usually when you play as much as Terrell Edmonds has, you're 26, 27 years old in this league. I mean, when you look at his rookie year, he played almost every that's single snap. I mean. Like, that's a, that's a ton. Yeah, I mean, as a 21-year-old, he was playing every special team, too. So there are there is a lot of tread on his tires, as you said. Um, but that's great, though, too. That's a ton of experience for a 24-year-old kid. And like we said, you know, maybe age 25, going into his fourth year, this is the year where he's like, all right, I know what I'm doing now. And not that he hasn't before, but this, like we keep saying, this is a huge year for him um, to make that step forward. And maybe with the possible departures of a combination of Joe Hayden, Cam Sutton, Mike Hilton, uh, the guys who playing are playing cornerbacks, he'll, whoever those guys are, I mean, maybe Terrell Edmonds will look at that and say, hey, these cornerbacks are going to need my help over the top or out to the sidelines. They're going to rely on me to help them because if it's not Joe Hayden and if it's not Mike Killing, if it's Cam Sutton and and whoever else, it'll be lining up opposite of Steve Nelson. Those guys are going to be a lot fresher, a lot more inexperienced compared to Terrell Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds all of a sudden at 24 is the journeyman. And that's not something many 24-year-olds can say about themselves. They're going to be the, the experienced players. And maybe that, as you said, Kellen, maybe that'll be the the kick from behind or the push that Terrell Edmonds needs to say, hey, they're relying on me. This is this is my backbone now that's that's on the line here. Maybe that'll be the push that that puts him over the over the top and, and becomes a, a regular fixture in that formidable Steelers defense. Now, if he doesn't make the leap, though, it's time to start looking to move yeah, on. Definitely uh, start thinking. He still has his fifth year option though, which they could exercise, and that'll come cheap. I mean, it couldn't be more than costing about four million against the cap. So, 
that option could absolutely be picked up. Uh, but after that, you maybe have to think about letting him walk in 2023. So that's something that, unfortunately, with there's so many things you have to address, you have to also keep an eye on that safety position because in just two years' time, you might have to replace your starter yeah. for the past six years, when it gets to that point, six years at the position. So Crazy to think it'd be, it could be six years. Of Terrell Edmonds. Yeah. And then it, if you get to that point, if you trusted him to start for that long, how right? I mean, do you not bring him back? But it's definitely something that they need to worry about. But the good news is when he still has that fifth-year option left, not including this year, you can evaluate him one more season, see if he finally does make that leap or at least showing the signs that he's capable of doing it. And then you can decide, yes, we would like to extend this guy or no, this is someone we'd have to let walk. But again, then you're almost looking at if you don't do something with the safety position in free agency, then taking a safety in the first round to compliment Minka Fitzpatrick because you need a starter there. Yeah. And, you know, if we get to that point and, and, you know, and Edmonds is gone after, you know, what five years or four, whatever it is, um, that doesn't mean that that he was a bust. Obviously, he was a starter for four years. You know what I mean? Like, so many people now are like, you have to be a superstar or you're a bust, and that's not how it works. Like, like we keep saying, he started for three years or three years. It's definitely going to be four years, and then you know, could be five, and then who knows, maybe six or whatever it is. And at that point, that's a long tenure for, um, you know, for a young guy and and. and but that doesn't mean that he's a bust. And that kind of goes back to the point that we made in the beginning is that he's not as bad as people think. He right. just needs to be more consistent. He needs to be that consistent player. Is if a guy who gets drafted and starts almost every game of his career for the first six years he's on that team, is that guy a bust? No. No, no, no not, not, at, not at, all. at all. Right. So, I mean, that goes to that if point. If he's in the second round... He's a great player. Right. And he's over. Exactly. That's, that that was the big criticism of Bud Dupree for the first four years of his career was the fact that he wasn't producing at a first round level. And then he took the leap and everyone was saying, well, there's the first rounder that we expected. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, but I think you got to pick up the option, right? Because there's just not a lot, a lot of depth in the second right. year. You don't let him walk. Well, if he craps the bat, yeah. then I guess, but... Letting him walk after this year just isn't in the cards. No, That's I mean, just kind of create too big of a hole that you have to fill. And especially if he's been the starter for four years. I mean, it's pretty tough to, you know, unless he takes a huge leap back, um, it's pretty tough to just let the guy go when he's been your guy at, at, at safety for, for five years or for four years. Now, before we get out of here, Chris Sims said something oh, pretty stupid God. today. Kellen hates Kellen, this. He deep breaths us, here. He texted us this earlier and he hated <laughs> this. This is exactly what Chris Sims wants to do, though, is to have us talk about Chris Sims. But. We're going to, Chris, and we're going to tell you that you're stupid because even though you're doing it just for the attention, it's right. still it's, an incredibly he, he stupid thing to say. He did his job because we're talking about but it. But it's still an incredibly stupid thing to say. Uh, I wasn't surprised. I mean, I knew it was only a matter of time before someone tried to put their name on this, but he was the first person to finally say that he thinks Zach Wilson from BYU <sighs> is the number one quarterback in this class over Trevor Lawrence. And then I saw a video he tweeted out today of when he was saying he thought Lamar Jackson was the best quarterback in the class. But he's not. <laughs> he might be, but yeah. here's the point with that. He was showing classes where there wasn't the slam dunk, Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning kind of prospect. Trevor Lawrence is absolutely that. Yeah, I mean, I have some numbers on that here real quick. I, I did my work on Chris Sims. So just to give you this full <laughs> list of, of quarterbacks that, that Chris Sims has, um, Zach Wilson at one, Trevor Lawrence at two, Mac Jones at three, Kellen Mond at four, Justin Fields at five, and Trey Lance at six. I texted you two today, and I said, what in the world is this dude smoking? Um, because Kellen Mond is not 
the fourth best quarterback in Not that draft Not a fan class. of the namesake, huh? No. I mean, that's a cool name. Good for him. <laughs> but no, I mean, if he's better than, than Fields and Lance, man. Uh, Are you going to th- lay out the details of the bet I might, you, you made Yeah, us? I said if, if he's better than Lance and Fields, I'll get a tattoo uh, with a heart around Kellen so Mond's Lance name. And, and Fields? If he's better them, than both of he them. He can't just be better than one no, of them? No, because okay. I think, I think Lance has the best chance to bust. What's what if the, he's better uh, than Lawrence, though? He's not going to be better Well, what than if he Lawrence. is? It's, it's not going to happen. Okay. Well. What's the time? What's the, what's the time of reference or, or frame? Go career. I'll give him any time over a career. <laughs> career. He can be doing. <laughs> we'll be, we'll, we'll all be in years. different cities in twenty years hey. from now. We'll be. Well, it's fine. You have it on. You have it on tape now. But I mean, if Kellamon's as bad as we think it is, it I'm not could saying just that he's bad. Two years. It just it, could be in two years. Yeah. I mean, he might not be in the league. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I just think I think his ceiling is like a career backup, and he's got that behind. Justin Fields, who I think is probably the third best quarterback in the in the class, you can make so an argument had, for two. He had Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Mac Kellen Mond. See, that's where Fields if and you Lance. had Zach, Trevor Lawrence, because it's ridiculous to say Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence. If you had Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and then Kellen Mond hmm. over Trey Lance, okay, I'll talk that talk with yeah, you. Yeah, I'd, I'd be open is, to that. Trey Lance is from Question North Dakota mark. State. Yeah. I mean, Carson Wentz, yeah, yeah, he was a hit out of North Dakota State. Yeah, but maybe, maybe he might be done by now. Well, don't think he will be, but that's not a school that has a high batting no. average when it comes to producing prospects, especially when it comes to producing quarterbacks. Like I said, that's he out of the like, the top four that we have talked about: uh, Lawrence, Wilson, Jones, and Lance. I think Lance has the best uh, chance to bust. I'm not saying that he will, but I think of all those guys, he's got the best shot. And real quick, I know that you mentioned Tom that um, that he's that that Sims has you know said he's been good at quarterbacks and ranking quarterbacks. Um, I guess he was right in 2018 because he did have Lamar Jackson. This is in order. Jackson at one, Allen at two, Baker at three, Darnold at four, and Rosen at five. So far, I'd say that's pretty close. That's That's about out. accurate, yeah. Now in 2019, Kyler Murray, Drew Locke, Dwayne Haskins, oh. Ryan Finley, Jared Stidham, Daniel Jones, Clayton Thorson, and Will Greer. Well, Daniel Jones has outplayed every other guy that's ahead of him, but other than other than Murray, he's outplayed sure. Locke. I mean, I mean, you're – Daniel Jones has a plate. He's not great. No, but, but other than Kyler Murray, it's just a crapshoot of yes. who would you rather so, between all those guys. There you go. Yeah. He's not that great there. And then in 2020, this one obviously still not proven, had Burrow, Herbert, Love, and Tua. Well, Tua's already started, and, and Jordan Love hasn't played a snap yet. I know it's early. It's only yeah, been may- one year, yeah, yeah. but we'll see. Um, so, again, just that I saw that today, man. And We're I keeping the receipts, Chris, Chris Sims. Don't, I was, you, don't you worry. Like, how, I just again, I just don't understand how anybody right now can have Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence. Well, let's, like, get, let's get into that. Is there any doubt in anybody's mind that no, Trevor Lawrence is the guy, no. the slam dunk pick? But is there any doubt in your mind that he's a for sure thing? Is there a chance? Do you think that he could maybe become? A I mean, bus? anybody can bust. Here's but, the thing: I, I I argue against the the possibility of a bust. Joe Burrow right now is unproven, and Zach Taylor maybe is a big part of that. Pair Trevor Lawrence with Urban Meyer, and I am oh, yeah. so Urban much Meyer's more calm. Urban Meyer's done so much great things in the NFL. Well, I mean, overall, he's a great coach. I and Nick Saban. Don't put all your eggs in the Urban Meyer basket. I'm not. I'm just saying I'd rather have a young talent with Urban Meyer than Zach Taylor. I actually lean more towards Trevor Lawrence is going to be really good, but Urban Meyer just isn't going to really get him over that hill. I bet Urban Meyer's gone in about five years. He just might be the first guy. He might be the he first. He might be the first guy, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, Jim Harbaugh was gone in five years, but he also took his team to the Super Bowl. There you go. 
Maybe maybe Jacksonville goes <laughs> Look, to the Super Bowl, know, but he's okay, gone listen, in five we years. We know you love Urban Meyer, and you hope he's the next Steelers head coach. <laughs> but listen, it's not going to happen, and I just think he's not going to be as good as everybody's making him out to be. The the part of the equation that's going to bring the Jaguars to relevancy is Trevor Lawrence. Yes. It's not the Urban Meyer part. No, no, but I think Urban Meyer could help his cause. Enough about Urban Meyer. I'm sick of talking about Urban Meyer. We're talking about Trevor Lawrence. Real quick. Could he w- do the Andrew Luck? Could he get uh, the Trevor oh, Lawrence? Lawrence? Could he get the Jags to 11-5? and five? Is there enough of a team around him? Mm. There's I, weapons their defense, their defense isn't very good. Right. I think that's Which is where crazy. It, that's where they were so good at defense. Yeah, that's where it takes a step back. Two short years ago, their offense isn't bad. I mean, there's some playmakers offense. He can hand that rock off all game long. I mean, yeah, James he can, Robinson. He's yeah. got good wideouts too. I mean, James Robinson ate last year and he had no threat at quarterback. Like, right, there was no right. threat that there was. He had be Jake bad. Luton, so Jake who, Luton, Gardner Minshew, yeah. Jake Luton. Who, Mike Lennon was his best quarterback. Right. First who's to yeah? Who's to say like he won't have an even better year with Lawrence? You got to respect Trevor Lawrence. Like, so, yeah, opens things up a little bit. It definitely Trevor does. Lawrence can move too, so read options are in play. Yeah, I mean, and to be, and real quick, I mean, I know like we, we this whole conversation is on the fact that that a lot of people have Zach Wilson above Trevor Lawrence, and like I'm not saying that Wilson can't be a good NFL quarterback. That's not my point. He's so intriguing. Um, but here's the thing: like when you look at Trevor Lawrence, he played in the SEC three years as a starter, went to the national championship game as a true freshman, and boat race the Alabama Crimson Tide then his second year yes they lost to in the national championship game to Joe Burrow a historically good season by Joe Burrow a historic type team in LSU and then last year he misses one day game due to COVID and then loses to Justin Fields in the best game that Justin Fields has ever played um, to date I don't think there's any question about that and then when you flip the page to Zach Wilson he's had one one big year as, as a collegiate starter. And in the biggest game of his career, in the biggest game last year, his team lost to Coastal Carolina. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about Coastal Carolina. They had a great year last year. But I'll say bad. There's a little Coastal bit of a difference there playing in the SEC and playing in the playoffs every year against losing to Coastal Carolina in your team's biggest game of the year. I'm, I'm just saying that there's something to that. Um, and again, that might not mean anything in the NFL, but. I mean, when you compare those two resumes, it's night and day. This should be a slam dunk, no-brainer. Trevor Lawrence is the best available quarterback. There's no question. Yeah, no doubt. And you look at what he did on his way to getting to those three national championships. I mean, it's not just you got to win in the regular season. you got to win an easy, what, what some people can consider an easy ACC field, right? And you're just in the BCS. I said, it, I said SEC. I meant the ACC. We all knew what you meant. Yeah. I, I don't even recall that, but... It's not it's not the BCS anymore where you just win your easy ACC division or conference and then because you went undefeated you're automatically in the national championship. Right, it's he, different with the got, playoff. He's got to win those playoff games and he did. I mean, he won against sure Justin Fields beat him out this past year, but he beat Ohio State the year before to get to the national championship game. So, I mean, yeah, the guy not only has has talent, but he he has playoff I'm using quotation marks playoff experience it's a relatively new playoff format that we've seen out of college football but at least he knows what it's like to play in a postseason like structure and win also I mean yeah as you said Zach Wilson had one game had one non uh non-playoff bowl game bowl game and he lost he's trevor lawrence has experienced everything you can in the playoff he won the championship mm-hmm. he got lost to the championship, the championship and lost yeah. and then he got bounced in the first round yeah. he knows how to take all three of them now. <laughs> yeah. he's that experienced at this whereas like kellen's been saying zach wilson lost to coastal carolina in the biggest game of the year and i'm glad you're bringing up zach wilson because 
I don't understand why he's the one that's been shooting up this board like crazy. It's You'd almost think like it'd they be just, Trey Lance. Yeah, and it's almost like they just feel like they have to have some guy that bucks yeah. the trend because everybody I thought when Clemson played Ohio State in that you thought it was going to be Fields, game, didn't you? It was. I thought that was lo- it was a f- not just me though. I thought it was accepted. Sure. Lawrence versus Fields. This is going to be the number one and the number two pick, and there was they were connected together, and they and it just isn't going to go that way according to quote unquote experts because Justin Fields is now falling anywhere between the Falcons at four to even as far down I've seen sometimes to the Giants at eleven taking Justin Fields. So it's just weird to me that again you see a guy like Fields with the pedigree went to the college football playoff, beat mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, beat the chosen one. Mm-hmm. Got to a championship game, yeah. played okay against Alabama, but this Alabama team last year was <laughs> they an were really good. Machine. Yeah. How is that not weigh, outweighing all the stuff you see intangibly from Zach Wilson? Because everything Zach Wilson can do on a football field, I think Justin Fields can do. Yeah, and Justin Fields has been in more of a pressure cooker situation than Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean, I agree, and I mean, when you look at Fields, like he, like I said, that's the game that beat Trevor Lawrence. Like it was the best game that Justin Fields has ever played. Um, I mean, I don't think you could really dig up any stats, even in high school, that could top what he did in that game after kind of being banged up in that game, too. Um, but, yeah, you're kind of right. Like, when you look at it, like, when you look at Fields in that game that he had, I kind of had the same thought. Like, this guy's going to be shooting up the draft boards, and he's going to be the, probably the number two quarterback taken. Um, I don't mind the whole Wilson versus Fields debate. Like, you can have that debate with me. That's not going to, you know, that's not going to get me up in arms quite like Trevor Lawrence and, and Zach Wilson. But you could convince me that maybe Zach Wilson's a better prospect than Fields. But I don't think it's I don't think it's super far apart there. I think I do think that Fields is better, though. I think that Fields is the better prospect, um, obviously played in a, a much better conference as well um, than BYU, and he didn't lose to Coastal Carolina either. So. No. That's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. Thank you, as always, for listening uh, on Steelers Nation Radio and also for checking out the podcast at Steelers.com. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. For Jacob Recht and Kellen Gursky, I'm Tom Opferman. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Steelers Standard. We'll catch you on the next episode.